0: I'm Chloe Tong
1: and I'm Megan Smith
0: and this is The Redo Podcast where we discuss all things video games.
1: This episode me and Chloe discuss well-known voice actors and what effect they have on games while also looking on some not so great moments in voice acting history.
0: So I think with alongside the evolvement of video games over time, the voice acting needs to evolve as well. And voice acting hasn't always been around in video games. Like, you know, the first video games, um, they just didn't need it because the the game itself was really basic. So you, you wouldn't need any narration or any actors, characters in it. Um, but over time, games get more storyline based. Um, they get more deeper. There's proper characters with proper connections between characters. And it's just important that there's voice acting and that the voice acting is good because then it's more realistic and people will people take it um, seriously and that's how people get into video games and they end up loving it because they see it as like one of their passions. So for me there's two very well-known voice actors in the industry. Um, I'm sure you know others but for me the ones that stand out are Nolan North and Troy Baker. Every game I've got probably because most of my games are Uncharted, (laughs) Um, include Nolan North and also include Troy Baker. So, Nolan North's obviously most well known for the Uncharted video game series. Um, He's played Nathan Drake in all of the games. Um, He's also in The Last of Us, does a little cameo in that. Um, And then Troy Baker, he's in Uncharted as well, Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy. And then he plays Joel in The Last of Us. Troy Baker is also in Telltale's Borderlands, Assassin's Creed and Bioshock. You would say that they're actors too because of how games are made now with the, the CGI and the motion capture. So I think it's it's the role of voice acting has definitely changed over time. It's, it's definitely more important now because not only are the voice actors, they need to be good actors as well. So there's, they've also, in some video games, included famous faces. So from Grey's Anatomy, we've got Jessie Williams, who plays Marcus in Detroit Become Human. Yeah, so film star Ellen Page is in Beyond Two Souls. Um, I've got to say, though, everyone knows this. She looks like Ellie from The Last of Us, doesn't she? She does kind of, yeah, I can see that. I do see that. Yeah, when, when, um, when, it, when I first played The Last of Us, I was like, that literally looks like the actor. I think once you play it and you realise, you know, there's 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 differences, but overall everyone was like, ah, oh, I'm I'm surprised she didn't play the actor, but obviously she's she's been in other video games. Um, and then we also mentioned a, a couple of episodes ago about um, the actor who plays Gus on Breaking Bad is also in the new Far Cry Six. Um, and I just think it's really interesting to feature famous people like that who's normally acting is in films or TV shows, and then they've been um, transported into video game acting, and I just I just think it's cool for fans of video games and fans of their shows and t- uh, films that they can spot a famous face in it.
1: Um, I would just, just say, to be honest with Beyond Two Souls, Ellen's not like the only well-known Voice and face in that. We also have William Dafoe who I feel is like a really popular voice actor because he has that like distinct voice and like when you see him you're like oh I've probably seen that man before in something else so I think he has that. Then there's also the fact that sometimes the voice actors they pick seem to fit with the roles they have. So as you mentioned um, Jesse Williams being Marcus, I think he really fits that role because in Detroit Become Human Marcus is an android that's trying to fight for uh, the freedom of androids, either through violent means or peaceful means. And in real life, Jesse Williams is really an advocate for
0: activism and freedom. Yeah. So, the voice acting is really important because, you know, you have you um have you played the Walking Dead Telltale series?
1: I had the first one, which I completed. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, the voice actor. Dave Fenway plays Lee and I think everyone thought it was like a, a iconic role to play because that first series of the game was that first season of the game was just really iconic in in the game industry to be fair um he got BAFTA's game nominee in 2013 for best performer um he didn't win it but instead um Danny Wallace won for his performance in Thomas Was Alone and I've looked at that game, and I was a bit confused. I was like, that does not look like a game that, that would have voice acting, but it turns out it's a platform game where he like narrates the game. Um, and it, I think that just shows the range of voice acting that it can be used for just narrating a simple platform, or it's used for actual characters and real acting, like the CGI and motion capture. I was going to add something
1: into Thomas Was Alone. I feel like, as you mentioned, like, you were surprised that it has, like, voice acting it's literally just him as the like as you said the narrator which I think was really powerful because if I remember it's the game where you're playing as like a little cube aren't you yeah and I feel like the narration really helps that because it was just this really simplistic game with this person talking over it giving these stories to this these cubes how it was like more than just you walking across like platforms and that these these cubes and rectangles had like a connection between them, and like the narration was really significant to that. It also looks like Dave has been in quite a few Telltale games since The Walking Dead, so I think that's kind of what he focuses on as well.
0: What is that um, game talking about narration? Um, <laughs> what is that that getting over it where he's in like a little um, he's in like a, a, a cauldron thing, and then he he holds that. Um... He holds that sledgehammer or something he has to like cling onto the rocks and it's such a strange concept of a game but that's also got narration and i just think the way they've done it is really clever because it just gets players frustrated with the the voice actor because he just winds them up and i just think it's a clever way of using it mm-hmm.
1: i feel like a lot of yeah it's like incredibly infuriating there's another there's also another game that i'm thinking of that narration is really important I feel like it's like something like Simon something. I think it's made through like using like G You know that like Half Life kind of mm. that system that Half Life's made with, and it's like the you play this character and the narrator is telling you to do things. And you can decide if you want to follow his instructions or annoy him and do complete opposite to what he tells you. And it's just him constantly trying to like narrate your story as you go on. And he's like getting obviously annoyed when you like ignore him. So he's like, Oh, go through the right door. And you'll go through the left. And then you'll have <laughs> another two doors. And he's like, Let's try that again. Go through the right door.
0: Yeah, I just think that's, that's really clever how they do that. Um, and it just runs really smooth, like, you know. They just they've just got it all laid out properly. Um so yeah, when, when I recognise um a voice actor in a game, it, it gets me like excited and I, I kind of like get impressed with myself that I recognise their voice because I feel like they're quite versatile with how they um do their voice acting, but yet yeah, you can still kind of recognise them, just a certain accent or their you know, how like the tone of the voice. And um I think the one way they do that is recently with video games they they use that CGI, so then they use the a- the actor's actual face to then put into a video game. That's how you recognise them. Um, so, like, Rami Malik, who, famous for Night at the Museum and recently Bohemian Rhapsody, is in Until Dawn. He plays Josh. And I recognised him when I first, like, played the game. I was like, oh, that's him from Night at the Museum. And I just think it's exciting when you can... You recognise like a famous person like that?
1: No, uh, no, yeah, I, I, definitely agree. The thing is, I like a lot of times when I play games. I, although I've watched Night at the Museum, and I really enjoy like the films. I never make that like comparison. Like my brain completely <laughs> blanks out that this person could be anyone else.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't really expect him to be like in a kids' film to then like a, like a horror video game, would you? Exactly. It's like Wendigo's and it's like, yeah, oh, um, a bit scary. Yeah, just a bit.
1: Just a tad. But then also, I mean, Rami's done a lot of so, things, you know, he's in that, is it called, like, Hacker Man, or... Um, yeah, I think I it's called like, Hacker Man, and he's he's done, like, a lot of things since then, so you can see that I don't think video games are, like, his predominant thing that he acts in. Then again, games like Until Dawn, and I think there's, like, a new one, it's called, like, New Hope, which is, like, similar, They're, they try less to be, like, video games and more, like, a film where you can make certain choices that change things
0: yeah I it's quite it's not like the same as telltale but they go for that same thing like you might you might have like two choices you to choose between and that completely changes how the story runs for you um but because you know you've got the way until dawn runs is like you still got all the action in it and it still makes it like like a proper classic like video game
1: I think another thing with Until Dawn as well is like I feel like they've said it themselves they was trying to play off horror film tropes so a lot of the things that was happening was like what you'd expect in like a thrill like a horror thriller.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I personally, although you've mentioned like a lot of big voice actors, my personal favourites of of, like voice actors that I really like are Matt Mercer and Liam O'Brien and I think they're Obviously, I would say they're well known. They're now a lot more popular for their series Critical Role, where they play, it's like a group of voice actors and they play Dungeons and Dragons together. But I really, I get really excited, like, spotting their voices in things. So, for example, for Matt Mercer, he's in two of the Fire Emblem games that I really enjoy. And it's like just noticing that it's their voice. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's them. He also has a few minor roles in Destiny 2. He also voices a character in Monster Hunter World, which I was like, as soon as I noticed that it was him, I was like, oh my god, it's Matt Mercer, and I got really excited. So it's like (laughs) that like certain voice actors have an appeal, and I love like finding out they're in certain games, and I think in a way, not massively, but they can slightly influence if I play a game or not, if I
0: know that voice actor's in it. So this week's feature is on our favourite soundtracks in video games, and what we think it adds to the game. So Megan, what is your favourite soundtrack in a video game? I have quite a few that I I do enjoy, but one that really stands out
1: to me is the Death Stranding soundtrack, because obviously it's a game where you're kind of just walking around and it's quite silent and peaceful, so there's songs by actual artists such as The Neighbourhood and Aura, I think is how you say your name, or Aura, um, that you can listen to while you're walking around, so it's like a little stereo on your side, but also the normal soundtrack for the game is also very... I think beautiful in a sense. It's quite ethereal. I know there's song's made by I think Low and Ludwig, and I think they're just they're really calming and they add to like this relaxing feeling of the game. So when you're not being attacked by the weird demon spirit things, <laughs> it's quite peaceful. So what do you what music
0: soundtrack did you like, Chloe? When I you know when I saw the future for the first time for this week, my initial thought was Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but the Pirate songs are just absolute tunes, let's be honest. Um, you know, it's basically a radio on it on the ship, isn't it, really? You can change the songs. <laughs> it's just it's really catchy. But um, overall, I think, once again, I'm going to have to mention Uncharted Lost Legacy because I don't think people know that soundtrack very well. But um, firstly, it's got a song at the end, which is by Mia M.I.A. I don't know how to say her name. um and that's and that's in the credits and that that's like i feel like you finish the game and suddenly there's this really upbeat song when it's just really cool and then overall like the soundtrack for the game it's got it's got a very upbeat sound and um it's quite like a spiritual sound like it definitely goes with the like the, the theme of the game um and especially in the combat scenes it just really builds up the tension and just it just yeah just makes it really dramatic and exciting That
1: explains
0: it. That smell wasn't this
1: toilet. It was a dead body. Just Another body.
0: Something tells me I'll be seeing a lot of these. I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. Okay. I... Oh, you're into that. I like girls. But now, it's about justice. I have to jump back around.
1: Right, Chloe, we've talked about some of our favourite voice actors and what, like, how famous people... As voice actors is quite significant now and happens quite a lot so I thought we should have a look at some of these kind of, oh I mean kind of putting it lightly, these awful <laughs> voice acting <laughs> clips. The first one that I'm going to be playing is uh, from Devil's May Cry and it's to do with its Dante I believe. It's kind I think it's a tiny bit of a spoiler but this is a really old game so uh, someone dies and it's basically him screaming out to the heavens about how he feels about this person dying I should have saved you I should have been the one to fill your dark soul with light should have been the one to fill your dark soul with light
0: <laughs> so like it goes so like I don't know, he goes so quiet and stuff, and he's just saying it normally, and then he just suddenly, as the sentence goes on, goes hard, and high, like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't, I don't know who's voicing him in this game,
1: but it's just, it's like, I don't know about the rest of the game, how that's gone, but it's the fact that he's just, I think, a big situation and problem with early voice acting, and voice actors not really knowing what they was doing back in the day was because they had to be really careful with the um the microphone so you couldn't like scream
0: because it Um, would
1: completely like ruin the audio so it was getting that mix between sounding like you were shouting (laughs) but not actually shouting and here is a terrible terrible example of when that happens
0: oh yeah even like the the music in the background like doesn't match with what he's saying like i know the. Are kind of different but they've got to work it sounds like he's about to like break into a song <laughs> i think
1: it doesn't help that the Lloyd as well is like really cringy
0: yeah <laughs> like i get
1: it dante is meant to be like this man that's born from a, a human and a demon so he has like these demon powers and he's meant to be all like edgy and dark the next one is from mega man 8 and it's one of the characters discussing something that they they say i think they're talking about one I think they're talking about Mega Man, and it's just, it's not the greatest, it's not the best. We must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. Where is Dr. Wily? That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wily.
0: Firstly, he messes up his line and still carries on, and they think, yeah, that'll work. We can put that in the game like just taking a take of it and then obviously he um he i mean obviously he's got a speech impediment and maybe maybe that's okay for the character but i just don't think i just don't think it works i think
1: a part of it is like i'm kind of confused on if this is like a localization that was made using maybe like japanese voice actors that had to speak english lines or anything but you can certainly you can certainly tell from it that he, he's not really sure about the words he's reading, and sometimes when he pronounces things like mm-hmm. radar room, they R's sound like W's. <laughs> um. It's it's like the contrast though, because you heard like the other the other woman talking, and she seemed to like although she was very like bubbly, you could tell that she sort of knew her lines, and it felt like she understood what she was saying. And then it was like that contrast with the other like the guy that was just kind of struggling with what he was saying
0: yeah it's like it's got to sound natural it's, it's just as important as acting in a film you know it's got to sound legit otherwise everything just becomes a bit cheaper and it just the doesn't have much value then
1: yeah it was i feel like also the the mood between the two characters as well was very different so like you had obviously as i said the woman who was very bubbly and Bright and she had like a lot of enthusiasm in her lines, and then the other person was quite dulled down and kind of basic.
0: <laughs> yeah, like she was really like into it. She quite like hyper about it, and then he's just like, "Yep, we need to find the reactor the Mega Man," and it's like it's just really flat. And the final
1: clip I have for us is one of my all-time favorite games, to be honest. <laughs> it is Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls, Oblivion. And there is so many voice acting mistakes where they have, like skip count lines and things. Lady Umbernox has hired a new captain. Lady Umbernox has hired a new captain of the guard. Spriggans, nature's guardians, my foot, mean things. They'll curse you, or they might call a bear to tear you apart. Spriggans, nature's guardians, my foot, mean things. They'll curse you, or they might call a bear to tear you apart. What do you want, you? What do you want, you? You what?
0: I heard that you spoke into the Arcane University, the Imperial Legion compound, and the temple all on the same night. Wait a minute, let me do that one again. I heard the thieves broke into the Arcane University, Imperial Legion compound, and the temple all on the same night. I can't believe they literally said him. Right, can you do that again? <laughs> let me let me do
1: that again, hold on. Arguably, I think a first attempt was better
0: than the second oh, no, one. I know, I was thinking, I think that's the only line in the whole thing, like, yeah, it wasn't great, but it's better than everyone else's line, so I don't know why that was the one that had to be redone. There was a lot of repetition, and I think, in, in some cases, like, in ga- uh, films and games, like, you can get away repeating it for dramatic effect, but when you say the, the line in exactly the same tone, it's not going to work. Exactly. I think
1: another thing, though, these, these weren't, like, dramatic effect things. These was audio lines. Like, yeah, arguably, Oblivion has a lot of different dialogue where they had... Someone had said, oh, let me try to do that again, done it again, thinking, oh, they'll cut the first one out. <laughs> and then the people that have put these dialogue lines into the game haven't noticed that there's been two attempts, so they have put both of them in, but then obviously only got the the um, subtitles for them saying the line once.
0: You think they would have got like some game testers to <laughs> realise and spot that?
1: <laughs> it's just one of those things. There's some there's some prime moments in oblivion, and it's just like these are when you press on the rumors dialogue so they'll tell you something that's going on and yes there's a lot of different rumors that you can hear but like these are the sort of things that you you'd think they would comb through and make sure they're not there but even after the game's release these weren't fixed
0: right so obviously we'll talk about now why the voice acting is important because those are clear examples that it is very important and it it just changes the whole atmosphere of a game if the voice acting isn't isn't great because if, if if the fans point that out then they're kind of doomed really if, you know, they're not respected like um because of the bad voice acting. So I think, um, like I said before, like in the first early games those when I when I found like bad voice acting examples they seem to be from games that are pre old, like Playstation one, Playstation Two. And if you look back in the day like I feel like that they, they weren't seen as proper like roles and proper jobs. Like they're just they're just getting a person in to do this line just for the sake of it, rather than getting a person who's properly qualified for it now. So I think as the graphics develop as well, um, the voice acting is is very important because now you can obviously capture someone's emotions, so how the person speaks in a video game, and like if the voice isn't matching to that, it's it's really awkward. So the ha- the the actors have to be quite versatile. Because now it's like before the you know like before like they the read a line and that was it but now they have to like like The Last of Us and Uncharted there's a lot of motion capture and they have to actually act as well as do the their the lines.
1: I think obviously a big thing that we mentioned before about now is uh, and actors being versatile, is they don't just it's not just pe as you said people coming in just to do. voice acting blind and it's like anybody can do it they do aim for people like well-known names so like i know people um voice actors like travis willingham he does a few key voices in video games but he also does voices in kids tv shows like i know he does a lot of ones i know he plays superman in the lego the lego movies he's superman for that and it's kind of like it's not just a simple line people's expectations have grown as games have grown and they've become a lot more presentable and more people want to play them you need to have those professional voice actors or those professional lines to match up with the quality of a game
0: yeah so um recently as well because people have got these expectations a lot of the voice actors end up getting like hate um and sometimes it's like um maybe it's just because of their character not because of how their voice acting is but if, if because the graphics are so good, then you can obviously get emotionally attached to certain characters, and um, then people don't see them as real people. Like, they'll they'll send literal death threats to the voice actors, which is just is just terrible. Like, how can people like yeah, it, they played that role, but they're not the same person. They're playing a role. They're acting. So you why would you even do that? It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: wasn't there a, a situation with The the Last of Us 2 where, because of how the storyline had played out and people weren't impressed with that, a lot of like the voice actors and developers of the game were getting actual death threats and being attacked. And, well, not attacked, but being like verbally attacked.
0: Yeah, so um, it was Laura Bailey who plays Abby in The Last of Us 2. And she got a lot of hate and like also the character was just getting loads of hate. Like people literally body shaming a video game character. And it's like, yeah, you can make funny memes out of it, whatever, but it gets to the point where they're literally taking it way too far as people always end up doing. Um and Laura Bailey's a really versatile, um, voice actor. Like she's done she's done it for um voice acting for Uncharted as well. Um and I just I just don't think it's it's just it's so inappropriate for people to give deference threats to real people.
1: No, I think this is a, a good time to kind of bring up the fact that, like, especially since, as cyberpunk has been delayed, there has also been backlash to that, that I think people need to realise that it is not... I understand you're angry, I understand you want something a certain way, and, you know, fans are picky like that, people are picky, they want certain things, but it is never, ever OK to attack developers of games or voice actors for just doing their job
0: yeah exactly like
1: they can't i know that you want you want something done a certain way but this is the the path they've decided to take and for their game it's not your choice what they do this this is what they want there's no point sending them death threats especially like some of the things I've, I've read, so, like, people being like, oh, like they're going to find people and hang them. Ooh. It's just, it's, it's not okay. It's not needed.
0: I think as Everybody well, can't like, they can't win because the reason they're delaying it is so they can make it perfect. So if they release it now, it wouldn't be as good and they'd get criticised for that.
1: Exactly. It's the fact the problem with, with many communities, not just the gaming community with films, everything, you can't please everyone and there'll always be some form of backlash but taking that backlash and then attacking people people that are creating these things like how they are is just it's absurd you want to expect it
0: next episode we'll be talking about consoles including the PS5 and Xbox Series X as well as comparing to past consoles and going over what made them so popular